Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Pam and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns and No Breaks with Tam and Renee. I am Renee. She is Tam. I am Tam, and I'm excited because we're ready for Miami Homestead, the last yep. race of the year. Okay, wait. Do I sound a little bit too excited? I don't know if I'm excited <laughs> because it's the last race of the season. And don't get me wrong, I love NASCAR, but the season is long. Or am I excited because it's time for some all-out war, war racing? I don't know. Is that a thing, war racing? Yeah. It is time yeah. for some silliness, some all-out battles, and I'm here for it. What about you? Yeah, I'm ready for it. This is probably one of the more exciting seasons I think I've had uh, as the uh, playoffs come to a close than I, I ever have you know, been before. In pre- I, I don't know what it is. There definitely is... Uh, a lot more drama this year than I remember in the past. I don't feel like it's more drama. It's just, it's actually, I feel like it's a little bit different in a bad way. I think because none of my drivers are in NASCAR anymore. We'll talk about it in a bit, but Matt Kenseth looks like he ran his last race at Phoenix. It's a little bit different, but I'm still excited. Somebody got to win. <laughs> yeah, somebody got to win. <laughs> Before we jump into some NASCAR talk really quickly, we watch other sports. Your boy Jimmy Butler is headed to Philly. He is leaving Minnesota to go play with the young boys over at Philly. This should be interesting because I'm not one to gossip, but this is public knowledge. Apparently, most people don't really know there was some beef between Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns in the since that he may have slept with his girlfriend. So that's why some people are blaming the Jimmy Butler, Minnesota relationship as being sour on that. Yeah. But now he's going to play with some young boys. So we'll see how that works. And then, of course, we got to talk about your Cowboys. They got their butts whipped last week and they're going to get their butts whipped again. And just so you all know, we're recording this podcast right after the race. Exactly. We don't know because the well, actually are the Cowboys playing now? Yeah, they are uh, getting ready to start here in about. Uh, I think they. Uh, I think the game starts in about like maybe another ten minutes or so. But uh, okay, well maybe before the. Well, no, we will be done with the podcast before then. But oh yeah, but they're gonna get their butts whooped unless you disagree. Yes, they are, and I'm hoping they. And you know, it pains me to say this, but as a Cowboys fan, but I'm really hoping that they do lose because I really want to see Jason Garrett out of coaching as far as it, when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. We need to change up everything from the coaching on up, including the GM. That he needs to step aside and just be an owner and let somebody else come in there and somebody who knows football. Tam, that's just I'm just so tired of us being mediocre and uh, horrible. I've been saying this for years, but most people are under the impression that it's Jerry Jones and that he's the problem. But in actuality, Jimmy, why do I keep wanting to call him Jimmy? I must be thinking of not Jimmy Jimmy Johnson, Johnson. but (laughs) well, yeah, that the other Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Because that's the last time he actually had a coach that stood up to him. Yep. And we know how that went. He fired his butt. (laughs) Yeah. So Jerry Jones. Could very well be the issue, but at this point in time, 
Your boy Garrett has to go. Definitely has to go. I guess we can talk about some NASCAR at this point. Yep. Let's do it. Ready to talk NASCAR? Yeah. I'm sure our listeners are like, yeah, get on with it already. Since we are on the topic of NASCAR, because that's what you guys are here for, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about my boy, because I know most of you guys love to hate him. Well, no, you guys don't even love him. Y'all just hate him. Kyle Busch said, okay, move away. I got this. And nobody expected him to win. He was actually mid-race. It was assumed that he was going to get in anyway by points. But Kyle Busch actually won at Phoenix. And I can't say that I was surprised. I actually did pick Kevin Harvick to win. And my alternative was Kurt Busch, I believe. But I'm not surprised that Kyle Busch came away with the win. Yeah, there were so many drivers that I thought could could have won that race, but Kyle Busch just seemed to just run away with it towards the end. And uh, yeah, I'm not surprised that he won that race either, Tam. Here's the top 10 from Phoenix. Kyle Busch was your winner. Brad Keselowski, who is no longer in the playoffs, he was eliminated in the round of 16. He didn't even make it to the round of eight. He came in second and Kyle Larson came in third. Wait, when the last time we said that name in the top five? I know. (laughs) I'm like, did I write that down correctly? Was it Kyle Larson? Wow. Eric Amarola, who, uh, Eric, he raced for his life. He did. Eric put it out. He put it all out on the line. Nobody can say this guy doesn't have heart. I think just by default, we aren't like super fans of Eric Amarola. I don't want to use the word tolerate him. You know, there's that saying, go where you celebrate it and not where you tolerate it. I don't necessarily celebrate him, but of course I tolerate him because he races for Stuart Haas and Tony Stewart. That's my guy. So of course I root for the Stuart Haas drivers. But hey, Eric, he made a fan with me. He put it out there. He raced his butt off and he came in fourth. Harvick came in fifth and Ironically, even though Harvick came in fifth and Eric came in fourth, Eric, I believe, captured 32 points from the race and Harvick 33 points, but it wasn't enough to overcome the points that Harvick had already collected. So that's why Harvick advanced and Eric didn't. You guys know already, but I'll break it down who advanced and who didn't. Jamie McMurray, the guy without a ride next year, came in six. Oh, Matt Kenseth, my quiet assassin. I think this may be the last time we talk about him, but he came in seventh. As you guys know, he was driving a number six car, and he is not driving next year. As of now, he is done and doesn't care about coming back from everything that I've read. Austin Dillon came in eighth. That's pretty good because we haven't really heard much from him all season since Daytona. William Byron, who is now our Rookie of the Year, he came in ninth and he came in front of your boy. Wait, no, was it William Byron who came in ninth and Bubba Wallace in tenth or was it Bubba Wallace in ninth and William Byron in tenth? Um, I think it was... Uh... I think Byron was in ninth, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and then, okay, so yeah, Yeah. I'm correct. He came in Mm -hmm. front of Bubba Wallace, right? Right. So, yeah, so not only did he beat him for rookie of the year, he beat him in this race as well. That was your top 10. And the other playoff drivers that were still in the running, 
who obviously didn't even come in the top 10 and clearly didn't. Well, Martin Truex Jr., who came in 14th, he crossed over into the final four because all he needed to do was finish on the lead lap. And then Chase Elliott, who was also in the round of eight, he came in 23rd. Kurt Busch, poor Kurt Busch, he was actually taken out by Denny Hamlin, who apologized. He came in 32nd. And my guy, Clint Boyer, he only completed 133 laps out of 312. He didn't even finish half the race. He came in 35th. Just to recap, as you guys know, our final four at this point going into Homestead is Joey Logano, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., and Kevin Harvick. Right. And Kevin Harvick is going into Homestead with one win in the playoffs. Truex doesn't have any wins in the playoffs. Kyle Busch has two wins in the playoffs, and Joey Logano has one win in the playoffs. And that one win has gone to his head. And we will talk about why. A little bit later, because he's been talking nothing but smack, talking about he the favorite. Yeah. Okay. Now, what was interesting, Renee, despite all the drama, because after we recorded the podcast last week, it was announced that Harvick was pretty much stripped of his win, and he did not have a guaranteed space in the playoffs, and his crew chief was suspended for two races. And despite all that, Harvick still showed up, got the pole at Phoenix, and was like, I'm here and I'm going to go in the playoffs. Now what? Yeah. You know, I think the thing about Harvick is that you take a driver like that who is just so, he's so darn talented, it's, it's sick. But you give him any kind of motivation or something so that he could turn it into motivation, and he uses it to his advantage, Tam. And those are the results that you get. He's come back. He sits on the pole. He drives well. He has a good race. And even though he didn't win today, he still won because he's in the final four. And he did exactly what he needed to do to be in that position. And I mean, you want to talk about a favorite. I'm not going to dismiss Kevin Harvick as being a favorite by any means at this point. We'll do our predictions at the end. But I'm going to tell you guys now, that's who I think I'm going with. And kind of keeping in the theme of the Stuart Haas drivers, I felt so bad for Kurt, as we alluded to earlier. He was taken out by Denny Hamlin, who was so apologetic. He said that Kurt has always raced him. And I'm paraphrasing, but for the most part, he said Kurt Busch has always raced him pretty clean. And he felt bad that he actually ended up killing his championship hopes. And we all felt bad. And Kurt, according to a quote that I read on the internet, he pretty much said on the radio, wonder why effing sponsors are leaving this effing sport. Bullshit. Drop a effing, oh, I almost said the cuss word. Yeah. <laughs> Drop a effing rule book off next time I pit so I can read it. And Tony Stewart came on the radio and responded and said, Kurt, take a deep breath. Now, you know you're mad when Tony Stewart is the voice of reason. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. I mean, like, real talk. And this quote, and I took this from Jeff Gluck's Twitter account, but it's, it's floating around the internet. A bunch of people have reposted it. But this quote was in regards to a penalty that Kurt got during the race. And he apparently had passed the pace car or something to that effect. So not only did he have to overcome that issue 
which it seemed that he did. But once Denny took him out, that was a wrap. Yeah. It just was a bad day for him. And there is, if you guys get a chance, head over to NASCAR.com. There's a photo of Tony Stewart holding Kurt Busch's head, like consoling him. Like, I'm not, obviously we can't see his face. So I'm not sure if he was in tears or not, but the guy was pretty shaken up. Yeah, yeah, from yeah. the looks of he the sure, photo. He sure was. And, and he had every right to be Tam. So uh, you have to feel for a guy like Kurt, you know, in that position because he's racing his butt off. You know, he desperately wants to be in the top four, but for whatever reason, it just didn't happen. And uh, God, you know what, man? You, you hate for it to, to end like that. On another note, just on the opposite of being pissed, Eric Amarola was super happy. I know. He really was. I mean, obviously he was sad, but again, I found the new respect for him. He really was upbeat and optimistic and very well so because this guy, it goes back to what we talked about before. Hey, sometimes you give a guy some great equipment and they will show out. Yeah. And not only did Eric Amarola show out, he showed up and showed out this season. Yeah. He thanked his pit crew. He thanked the organization. He was happy. I don't know how else to say it. (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, I really thought that he was going to be kind of like Kurt Busch, if you will. He had such a, a, a crazy year. And then he finally gets down to this point, and he he really was in a good position where he could have won the race. He was right there, but uh, I I didn't expect him to be so happy like that. I was expecting him probably just to be a little bit more irked and a little bit more angry or a little bit more disappointed, I guess, if you will, especially with all the Joey thing going down. Staying again in the Stewart House camp and going back to Kevin Harvick, I was reading on Twitter where... Bob Pockris asked Kevin Harvick if he felt relieved that he had advanced. And he responded and said, just another day, Bob. Bob also asked that it has to feel different given the circumstances. And Kevin responded and said, you don't do anything different. You treat every race the same. It's the same crap every week. Now, that could have been taken with the fact that he's using the word crap. That could be taken kind of like, uh, but... So interesting comments coming from Kevin Harvick. Everybody had a lot to say. Who else says something? Let's see if we can dig up something else. Oh, we talked about it earlier. I'll just read you the quote from Denny Hamlin that I alluded to earlier. Denny said, Kurt has been fair to me for 13 straight years of racing. I've never had one incident. He's fair to me as anyone out there. I hate it for him. Trust me, I was rooting for him. So who else has something to say? There were a lot of interesting quotes after the race. But yeah, I think that sums it up. I'm sure I could dig up some more quotes, but those were the important ones. What else is going on in NASCAR? So we do know William Byron is the rookie of the year. Right. Oh, one last thing. Sorry to talk so much. But again, I feel like we should just call this episode the Stuart Haas episode. But you think Eric Almarola is going to retaliate against Joey? Remember, he said he was, yeah, and was, now he's not in the in the playoffs, or he's out. He's not racing for a championship. I was going to say something about that, and I, I, I wasn't sure if you wanted to uh, talk about it now or later in the podcast, but uh, I would be surprised if he did retaliate, Tam, and only because I think just the way that he was in good spirits after today's race, and, uh, and the fact that he didn't win the race, and the fact that he's not part of the top four, just the way his demeanor is and his, and the way he was carrying himself afterwards, 
I would be surprised if he retaliated in the last race against Joey. I hope he doesn't, to be honest with you. I really, really honestly hope he doesn't because I really want to see this play out the way that it should be and all four of these drivers racing it out, battling it out, and really clawing and scratching for the, for the win. So I hope he really doesn't. Well, we already know that Martin Truex won't be because he'll be too busy racing for a championship against Joey. Right. Although there may be some opportunity for him to take him out if something like happens and he's no longer in contention, even though he's still racing, say like he falls off the lead lap, has an accident or something like that. But yeah. Oh, and on that note, what's really interesting is out of the four drivers that are racing for a championship, three of them already have championships underneath their belt. Right. Kevin Harvick won a championship in 2014. Kyle Busch in 2015. Joey Logano was the runner-up in 2016, but he has yet to secure a championship. And Martres Jr. won it last year. It could be really heartwarming and a feel-good story if Martres Jr. is able to capture the championship for a second year in a row, considering that his team furniture row racing is no longer going to exist after this year. Yeah. So that could be a good going away present for his current boss. Mm -hmm. Hey, we'll talk about the odds. Did I give you the odds? Uh, well, since I since I brought it up, I might as well give it yeah, to you Yeah, you might now. as well do it. Let's do it now. <laughs> this is according to Vegas. Vegas has Kurt Busch and Kevin Harvick with 11 to 5 odds. Martin Truex Jr. with 11 to 4 odds, and Joey Logano, who proclaimed himself the favorite. And of course, a lot of drivers have something to say about that. But Joey Logano, prior to the race, said that he was the favorite to win the championship, which I can understand him beating his chest because he was the only driver who had secured a spot at that point. Right. But his Vegas has him as 7 to 2 odds. Right. And of course, because this podcast episode really should be called Driver's Comments. As I tweeted on our Twitter account, and if you aren't following us, check us out at Turns No Breaks on the Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. When NBC read the odds to Kyle Busch after the race, he chimed in and said, so much for his talk. And he was referring to Joey Logano. And if you guys didn't really get it, because at first it went over my head for about five seconds and then I chuckled out loud. For Joey to be saying he was the favorite, Vegas totally disagreed. The king of sarcasm, <laughs> Kyle Bush, pretty much was just saying so much for his talk, as in Joey thinks he's the favorite, but really he isn't. Right. Oh my goodness, I feel like I'm just yapping this episode. I tell you what, it, it, when it comes to Joey as saying that he should be the favorite, I, I kind of agree with you, Tam. I'm like, okay, I, I understand you want to beat your chest, but it's like, you necessarily like, you know, uh, it shouldn't be that cocky. And I'm like, all right, let's calm down, Joey. Like, <laughs> Well, he should calm down because here's the thing. I'm not saying that Joey is not capable of winning the championship. But I go on the facts and the performance and the reality. <laughs> reality is you're racing against three former champions. And not only are there these three former champions, they're the big three, the big three that has dominated this season. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to drop the mic on that. Yep. Not only are they, let me repeat that if you didn't understand. Too bad Joy's not listening to this podcast, but let me repeat that. 
You're racing against three drivers that all have championship in recent years. And those three drivers were considered the big three for most of this 2018 NASCAR season, and they dominated. Mm -hmm. I think Kyle Busch has, what, eight wins so far this year? I think so. Okay, so that is definitely not to be cliche and to be repetitive, but that's a mic drop right there for Joey's. It is. Okay. What else do we need to talk about? I feel like we've covered a lot. Yeah. I feel like I've just been talking. Renee, help me out. What else is going on in NASCAR? Oh, um, the NASCAR bid. Okay. Well, tell us about it, Renee. Well, hang on a second. I'm trying to pull it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tab. So here it is. Uh, it's uh, basically NASCAR is making an offer to purchase the International Speedway Corporation uh, because NASCAR announced that it has submitted a non-binding offer to acquire all of the outstanding shares of Class A common stock and, and Class B common stock of uh, International Speedway Corporations. Uh, not uh, That's like not already owned by the controlling shareholders of NASCAR. It's amazing how NASCAR, they're trying to do whatever they can to move this sport forward, Tam. And I know you're just like me. You're all for it. I'm all for it. And I'm hoping that these moves that NASCAR is trying to make can really help kind of push this this sport ahead because um you know i don't know about the attendance today like i thought there was actually a really good attendance today yeah it was sold out yeah it was great and whatever nascar can do i think to 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 keep moving this sport forward and getting new fans and getting existing fans back to the to the racetracks on a consistent basis you know i'm all for it well we'll see how it plays out renee i'm kind of gonna side with kurt bush when he said about what he said about the sponsors. Yeah. NASCAR needs to do something. It looked good in Phoenix. They said the crowd was sold out. I know that it was the first time that they raced on the track, which was set up a little bit different than in previous years because it had undergone some construction from the last time we raced there earlier this year. So we'll see how it all plays out. Last thing I did want to touch on, I don't even know if anybody cares, but... I thought it was interesting that Joe Gibbs Racing announced that Jeffrey Earnhardt was going to be racing in nine Xfinity races for the team. And I don't know if that's good or bad. I think I would rather see him racing more in Xfinity than Cup. Not who am I to say who should have a Cup ride, but this has not been a great year for him. So maybe he'll get himself together in the Xfinity series and Maybe that'll translate into cup. Who knows? Yeah, you know, you never know. It just sometimes it just takes a little bit of a a change for somebody, and uh, and then they come back strong. You never know. So yeah, it may help. It may help Jeffrey. Okay, well, it is time to end the show with our predictions. Oh, before I go to predictions, there was a poll. We didn't run this poll, but drunken Brian France on Twitter. Everybody who's a NASCAR fan on Twitter, you already know who he is. He simply asks, "All right." Who are you taking next week at Homestead? Hashtag championship four. 15% voted Joey Logano, 24% Kyle Busch, 44% Kevin Harvick, 17% Martin Truex Jr. I was actually a little bit shocked by that poll. You want to know why? Because I do expect Kevin Harvick to get more votes, but I thought that Kyle Busch would have got a little bit more votes. I thought it would be a bit closer between Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch. Yeah. Yeah, same here. Renee, it's time for some predictions. Yep. It's time for Tam and Renee's Race Predictions. 
I want to ask you two questions. I want to know okay. who do you have to win the race and who do you have to win the championship? Uh, okay. Well, this is just going to go all into uh, one statement, really. I would be surprised. I think I'm going to be more surprised if Harvick doesn't win the race and doesn't win the championship. But I think I think what's going to happen here is, and I, I know this is going to sound this is going to sound so strange, but I got a feeling that Kyle Busch is going to win the race and win the championship. And uh, I think him winning today really just mentally propelled himself and his team to really come back next week in Miami and just have all cylinders running on the same level. And I think he's going to upset Harvick in the final race. And I think it's going to be a, a close race. I think Martin Truex Jr. is definitely going to give both of them a run for their money, despite what Joey says and despite what Joey thinks. I think Joey probably, I can see Joey finishing like maybe six, if anything at that, but he will race hard. However, I just see, Tam, I just see for some reason Kyle Busch coming through and winning this race and winning the championship. And that is my pick. Okay. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That is... Renee's last prediction yep. of the season. You better know it. Ooh, that was so, uh, what is it, climactic? Is that the word? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it was climactic. <laughs> yeah. Just no no history lesson this week because who cares about history? It's championship time. But I will give you a few little tidbits. 2014 is when Kevin Harvick won the championship, right? Mm-hmm. He won at Homestead that year. Kyle Busch won the championship in 2015, right? Yep. He won the race that year at Homestead as well. 2016, Jimmy Johnson won the championship, and he also won at Homestead that year. And last year, of course, Martin Truex Jr. won at Homestead, and he won the championship. So do you you see where I'm going with this? Yeah. Now, I didn't read 2013 because Denny Hamlin actually won at Homestead that year, but he didn't win the championship. But was this format in play in 2013? I don't think it was. Okay. Well, then it doesn't matter. Because I, I can't I, at least I don't remember it being. Yeah. Because, you know, we went from the chase to not being called the chase to just the right. playoffs. I don't know. Okay. I got a headache. Yeah. Okay. For the last four years. The race winner has also been the champion. So drum roll. Drum Ooh, roll, I got. please. Well, Kurt Busch was my pick. So I'm going to, to me, I don't feel like Joey has a chance. It would be great, though, if he won. New, new, new blood, new sliced bread. But no, I'm going to pick Kevin Harvick because of what happened last week. And Kevin Harvick's so calm, cool, and collective. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's unbothered. That's why I got to pick him. But then on the flip side, you know, I love a good Kyle Bush rant, sarcasms. I like Kyle Bush. I don't dislike Martin Truex Jr. Don't get me wrong. I just like Kyle Bush because he makes me laugh. I like personality. <laughs> he always makes me laugh every time. I actually, oh, in fact, okay, this is hashtag Tim's rant, but you guys. Yeah, it is. After the race, Kyle Busch says something so funny in regards to the way Phoenix is set up at ISM. He said that he didn't really like the way the winner circle was. And he said that because he always finds himself in the winner circle, he wasn't sure why they didn't consult him. That's why I like Kyle Busch, because he's 
sarcastic and he makes me laugh. Okay. My pick is did I pick already? Um you kind of did, but you didn't really make it official. Okay, so officially I'm going with Kevin Harvick for the win and Kyle Busch is my alternative. I don't even know if you can have an alternative, but yeah. There you so go. So those are my picks, Renee. <laughs> All right, there she goes. Those are her picks. Those are my picks. And uh, we'd love to hear from you and let us know who you think is going to win this entire playoff. So uh, hit us up on our social media across the board. We are at Turns No Breaks on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, you can also follow us on uh, our Facebook page as well. So uh, please, guys, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. That way you never miss an episode of All Turns, No Breaks, guys. For Tam and myself, we always appreciate and love talking NASCAR with you each and every week. And we look forward to joining you for the uh, final podcast of the season with a new champion next week. Bye-bye. Bada-boom. Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee. 